Amen. <clears throat> Praise the Lord, everybody. Everybody happy? Been a good day? <laughs> You're watching by, uh, or watch, either watching by television or internet or on an iPhone or whatever. I'd like to welcome you this morning to the Holy Ghost Fire Church. Amen. We're located in French Camp, California. I said French Camp, California. And we give you a warm visit, welcome. And we would give you a visit if you in our area would talk to you. <clears throat> this morning, I'd like us to look at the book of Matthew for a few minutes. Well, everybody has it, and I trust everybody has one of these. Amen. You know what it is? They call it a Bible. We preach from the King James Bible because it is the most accurate Bible around. Somebody said, why are you saying that always? Because I believe it. Amen. I heard a man once talk, and uh, actually I heard a couple of men say this. I heard also that the other day I was on the Internet watching, and Benny Hinn was talking about the Bible and preaching about it. And the other guy that I heard or listened to, they both carry one of these. And they asked a rabbi over in Israel <clears throat> about the, all the versions, and they asked him, if you're going to have a Bible, which one would you have? And he said, the <clears throat> rabbi looked at him and said, well, that's very simple. I would have a King James because it is the closest to the Hebrew that there is. The closest to the Hebrew. You saying you don't have no revised Bible? No, I'm not saying that. But I get tired when they keep talking about some ancient, ancient manuscripts. Well, I don't know about that. The only manuscript I know is this here Bible, the one I'm carrying. And if everybody had found the place in your Bible, in the book of Matthew, that is the very first book of the New Testament. Chapter 15. And as I look at it, chapter 16, rather, and verse 1, the Pharisees also with the Sadducees came and tempting a desire him that he would show them a sign from heaven. They came to Jesus. The thing that I found out most striking is we have two classes of people. And before we get into it, let us pray. Father, we ask thee to bless this word in the name of Jesus. You have the Pharisees and you have the Sadducees. And when you're looking at the two groups, somebody will say, well, it's nice that they get together. I was looking at it, and I was reading this here text, and I was thinking about it. 
And I trust that you do the same thing. You have your Bible. You open your Bible up and you're reading. And what you're reading, you and think about it. The Bible said, Study to show yourself approved, not unto men, but unto God. So we have a direct quote from the Apostle Paul on what we should do. It's something about holding a Bible in your hand. I said, holding and looking at it and reading it. Usually, if you have a Bible in your hand, there is no distractions. You don't need to be running here or running that. And they wanted a tempting Jesus because they want to catch him in his words and what he's saying. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, have no love for Jesus. The priest has no love for Jesus because Jesus has come to preach the gospel. They asked him a question. Desiring that. Well, it wasn't a question, but it was. This is what I found out. What do you know about the Pharisees? What do you know about the Sadducees? What do you know about the scribe? What do you know about the priesthood? At this time, Annas is the head priest. And he's not even in the Eric Jewish line to be a priest. So they come to catch Jesus in his word. Jesus' ministry started out, it was fairly popular, but he confronted these people quite soon. It would be like getting the Democratic Party, getting the Republican Party, getting the Tea Party to get together to work to get rid of somebody. Each one of them have a different view. The Democrats do not think like the Republicans, and the Republicans don't agree with the Democrats or with the Tea Party or the Tea Party with them. The Pharisees taught not the Ten Commandments, but the traditions of the forefathers. The Sadducees. Somebody said, well, they must be good, preacher. <laughs> not so. Oftentimes you see two evil joined together to be, to catch somebody else that has literally attacked them in what they believe, what they say, Anything. Now, what does the Sadducee believe? If you have a modern church today, you would have the Sadducee. Because, one, they believe when you die, you're dead. They don't believe in this book. You hear that all over. That's why you get so many translations. Because they don't believe in the book. 
They don't believe in the resurrection of Jesus at all. They don't believe in any supernatural miracles that happen. They don't believe that stuff. They'll be called liberals today. The interesting part is, when Jesus is going to answer the question, and when you look at the question that they wanted to know, they wanted a sign from heaven. Why would they want a sign from heaven? Well, they're going to catch him, and they want him to do some fantastic miracle. You have the Pharisees. They do believe in miracles. They do believe in the resurrection. And you have, again, the Sadducees. They don't believe in miracles. They don't believe in the resurrections of the dead, period. They are highly favored by the Roman government. But they have joined forces together to get rid of Jesus, to catch him in his own words. How does Jesus answer this question? When it is evening, ye say, it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today. For the sky is red and lowering. Oh, ye hypocrites! That's one thing they don't like. Jesus looks at them and he says, hypocrites. He discusses the Pharisees. He says, you're like the most high seat in the uh, uh, The church they have at that time, the temple, your synagogue. They like to stand, Jesus said, on the street corner in their long robes. And they like to stand in the street so everybody can see them. And Jesus said that they fast and they mark their face on, so people know. But Jesus said, there are what? Graves, white graves. They've been washed. They look good on the outside. But Jesus has talked to them and said, What does he mean? He called them hypocrites. You can discern the face of the sky. That means I live, I was a little boy when I was. Raced on a ranch down Chachilla, a cotton farm. You could stand as a little boy and you could look out. And my dad would walk out and look at me. He would say, well, he said, boy, it's going to be raining in 24 hours. I would stand there and I'd look up and look around. There's no clouds in the sky. What do you mean it's going to be raining in 24 hours? Well, in 24 hours, guess what happened? It rained. So now I'm standing and I'm looking around and where French Camp Church is, hallelujah, there's a dog factory right over here. 
when the wind is blowing from the south, you can smell the dog food factory, and it's about a mile and a half away. And my son said, Dad, it's going to be raining. What make you think that? And he say, I can smell the dog food. So I was growing up and working in the job because I worked at the universe outside taking care of the grounds and stuff. You could look at the weather and you're pretty well halfway figure out what's going on. Israel didn't have Channel 3, Channel 10, Channel 13 to tell them what the weather is going to be. Often, I'll turn just to watch. I don't watch the news. I'll turn just over enough because I know when the guy going to give the weather report is going to present it, and I listen to it and walk away, and I think, well, he says they're going to do this and that, and it didn't do that. And so, But these people, weather was very important to them because they had to, vineyards and their crops and things could mess up and all these things. He's telling the Pharisees, you can, you can tell all these things. Hello? Testing Jesus. The devil tested the church here with a sickness. Not this church, but all the churches. And they said, you can't open. So they have tested and they have learned. Somebody, you keep saying testing and, and trying to catch him. Well, you can find the very first incidence that this ever happened. There was about a woman in the book of Genesis, chapter 3. The devil, the serpent, that's what they call the devil, he came and he said, you know, you can eat of any fruit of this whole garden. And she said, no, we can't. We can't eat of that tree. The He said, when, when you touch it, you're going to die. The devil come because he wanted to get him to fall. And the Bible said that when she did really stop to look at the tree, when the Pharisees really just stopped and looked at the weather. When I worked on a ranch, I would stop and i look at the weather and I'd hear another farmer talking to the farmer that I worked for. He said, I don't think we are to plant our crops today. Look at the sky. I remember the other farmer looked at him and said, if you don't plant now, you won't get a crop. Otherwise, they could concern and talk about everything growing in the field and how the weather will affect it or, you know, the frost or the snow, wherever you're located at. He called them, hey, hypocrites. But can ye not discern the sign of the time? At this time, 
Israel was buzzing. It's about time for the Messiah to come. So when you look at this for a moment and you're thinking about it, they want a sign from heaven. Well, Elijah. Elijah. You remember? He called far down from heaven and it hit the Burn up the sacrifice. Burn up all the wood. Dried up all the water. They wanted to see something like that. But Jesus didn't answer them like that. He said, you hypocrites. He's just not calling the Pharisees hypocrites. He's calling the Sadducees hypocrites. He's calling the high priest Catholic hypocrites. You can do all that, but you cannot discern the times of what's going on. When you stop and you look at it and you think about, why are they so interested in the sky? They want to see a sign. Why don't they just listen to the people they have sent out? I would think this would be a great sign. Feed 4,000, feed 5,000 with just a couple of fish. And it's, they, if you're from the south or wherever you was, on uh, a few, maybe two biscuits or so. Because when people think about things like that, look like the Pharisees and them would have stopped and said, Brothers, those are big signs. A man walking on the water, whoo, what more sign could you want? And the rumors spread all around. Those boys was in a boat out there, and the wind storm came up, and Jesus walked on the water and stilled it. Sadducees, oh, no, no, no. You can't walk on the water. You can't take a couple little fish. You can't feed 4,000. And you, can take, and you can't feed 5,000. We don't believe that. So they come up, the modern Sadducees. And they call themselves church, but they don't believe in miracles. Don't believe in miracles at all. And Jesus is dealing with, listen to what verse 5 says. And when his disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have Taking no bread. So they misunderstood what Jesus was saying. The Pharisees and them, they didn't misunderstand what Jesus was saying. They didn't like what he was saying. But they reasoned among themselves, he's going to tell us a story because we didn't bring no bread. 
if they would have stopped and just thought for a few moments, if they fed, if he fed 4,000, 5,000, sure he can see 12 people. Right? Come on. Don't look at me that way. Don't pat your foot like some people do. But then he's going to explain to them what the situation is. Then Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. You know what leaven is? It's something you add to a meal sometime for bread to make it rise. But it also, he is saying this. And they reason among themselves. This is the disciples saying, it's because we have taken no bread. And when Jesus perceived he said unto them, O ye of little faith. Most people today in a church, they'll talk about faith. But the actions and what they do says just the opposite. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So, when you look at it and you've got the Word of God in front of you, are you critical of the Word of God? Are you always saying it doesn't mean what it says? Most women, I've worked on a lot of jobs, and I listen to the men talk, and they say, you just can't understand that, King James. I look at it, and I say, why can't you? So I look at it and I, I tell them and what the, what it's talking about. Boy, that's that, that, that's too simple. We need something a little more. Why reason among yourselves? Because she had brought no bread. Now it's not an accident. Jesus knows they don't have no bread. They're thinking about bread, but Jesus is talking about something else. The Apostle Paul talks about it. Peter talks about false teachers. Jude said they have creeped into the church. And I mean, they start teaching things that are not in the book. They teach traditions of their fathers, what they have heard, what they have said. Now, I'll give you a good instance. The Bible said that Jesus told Peter, get behind me, you Satan. And then he told him, you will deny me three times before the rooster crow. Now, I've heard preachers stand up and preach the rooster crowed one time, the rooster crowed two times, the rooster crowed three times, and Peter denied him. He doesn't say that. 
I said you need to look at the Word of God and study it to make yourself approved unto God that you know what is being said. This starting chapter, they're out to condemn Jesus. They want to get rid of him because he preached. So what they 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 understand he's what he's saying. You remember the the story when the man would let down through the ceiling and Jesus saw their faith. He told the man, Thy sins be forgiven thee. Who do you think he is? Nobody can forgive sin but God. He thinks he's God. Well, they got upset. Jesus is the all and all of God vitally. So then Jesus said something else that got him upset. Take up your bed and go home, walk off. Go home. You can't do good on the Sabbath day. So he come to him again and he said, Well, don't you even on the Sabbath day undo your horse, cow, mule, or whatever this is, and take it to water? Well, well, and it's not illegal to do something right. So they don't like what he says. Verse 8 says, Which, when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O ye of little faith, why reason ye among yourselves? Because ye have brought no bread. Do you not yet understand? That's the hardest thing. I have been in this here book for a long, long time. You would think that you would understand, but you don't. I can look sometime at a scripture and think about it, and I say, how come I never saw that before? So you have to study it. You have to meditate upon it. You have to realize upon it. He asked him, do you not understand? Remember the five loaves? Do you remember? The baskets took up how many? That's a miracle. How is it that you do not understand that I speak not to you concerning bread? That ye should beware, here come, of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. I have listened, the internet is a great source. A lot of error in the internet. I listen to somebody that really sound good, but when it really got down to it, they didn't preach from the Bible. They was preaching 
psychology, better yourself. You've got to go up. If you go to college, they'll poke all kind of funds up. How do I know this? My daughter was saved in a church that read this book and preached this book, and she went to college. And she said, I'm going to write on the subject. And the subject was divorce. No, it was abortion. And the professor told her, if you write on that, you will flunk your class. Well, she asked me about it, and I said, what do you think? And she said, I'm going to write my paper. Wrote that paper, and the Pharisees, which was the professors, and the, they don't like Jesus. They don't like nothing to do with God. And, you know, they're just old Sadducees. That's all they are, Sadducees. And he said, I, I can't flunk you because you're accurate in all your information, all your sources, but I'm just giving you a barely passing grade. And she passed. And my son went to college. He, the same kind of Pharisees teach the people, the kids. And it amazes me somebody will spend forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 in there to a college that's going to brainwash your child. And now they're training them in this all the way up. He tell them to take heed of the Sadducees. Then understand they how that he bid them not beware of the leaven of bread, which no. So we add no, the word not there, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees. So if you want to know. The preacher that I was, the Lord saved my soul, he carried his book, and he said, if you want to know what a person believes, all you got to do is just ask him one or two questions. And I used to think, well, what in the world he mean? Ask him if they believed in the virgin birth. Ask them, do you believe that Jesus got in the flesh? Ask them, do you believe in Jesus being raised from the dead? Nope. Nope, they'll say. Nope, they'll say. All the way down. Because people are against God. They're against what God would do. So if they can tear down this man called Jesus, they can tear down a preacher and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's what they want to do. Sadducees and Pharisees. And when you're looking at it, the disciples. Now the thing... He is getting ready 
to make a declaration about his church. And all that word church means is the assimilate. Call together to preach. But when he makes this statement about the church, there is something that you need to know. I found verse 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? The thing I want to show you Jesus is making this statement. Hello? He's making this in Caesarea Philippi. That's a Gentile rule thing. Because deep down he knows the Gentiles will come in to be saved. And if you have ever read a little history upon that place, it had four or five pagan temples. He has taken his disciples aside because he is going to teach them, instruct them about his government. The government that The Pharisees don't want because they'll lose their jobs. The Sadducees don't like because they'll definitely lose their job. So Jesus takes them into a place known as a pagan place, the Gentiles. He asks that question. That's the question you've got to ask everybody. Hello? Have everybody bored? <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. I'm going to take this up next Sunday. Hello? The Bible says, The thief cometh but for to steal and to destroy and to kill. That's in John chapter 10. But I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Let us bow our head. Father, we ask thee today to watch over us.